Oh yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Second half of the Premier League officially underway. Some teams are already past that 19 game mark. Uh, actually, a lot of teams are. For some reason, Arsenal. Well, not for some reason. The Queen's death. Arsenal, Brighton, uh, Liverpool, Leeds United are at the 19-game mark. Everybody else is at 20 or 21 games. But we'll call this the official start of the second half, the real push post-transfer deadline. And, uh, yeah, we got some we got some interesting games this weekend, week 22. Um, transfer deadline happened, but I figured we're going to talk about all these teams anyway when we break down their matchups so we can talk about their transfer deadlines as we go game to game. Heck so, yeah. Does that sound good to you? Or you want to That's do this any other idea. way or anything you want to touch on before we get into the, the, the schedule? Um I would simply pose the question to you from someone who never played the game, what am I missing from episode three? What's the one? Oh, the thing? Last of Us. Okay, okay. What's we're talking the about the Last thing? of Us on HBO. We all know what we're talking about. If you don't know, and you're not keeping up, the movie chemists have been breaking down the Last of Us, which has been absolutely fan fucking tastic. I am obsessed. Yeah. It's one of the first shows in a long time that I go out of my way to seek more information on, even as it's going. Um, I'm just in love with everything about that show so yeah i gotta get just a simple give me no more than 30 seconds to a minute of i never played the game and i understand the concept of the show so far it's been wonderful but in that last episode three what am i missing that i i didn't play the game but that relationship why is it going to be maybe so pivotal moving forward um yeah so that whole relationship is not in the game uh in the game <clears throat> they're going to bill for the car battery that that part is true um okay. and bill is basically how he is prior to meeting frank he's post he's a very he's a doomsday prepper he's very you know he's a loner that is similar he's kind of a douche as well like he's got snarky remarks um yeah. So that that part is true, but in the game you actually meet up with Bill. Joel and Ellie actually meet up with Bill. Um, there's very good back and forth between Bill and Ellie, and um, Bill is gay. That's not like made up for the show to do some like woke bullshit, you know. That's yeah, actually yeah. true. But when you get there, Frank is actually dead. He's already killed himself, <clears throat> and. I think he was infected and he ends up killing himself and he leaves a suicide note for Bill and Bill sees his body and ends up reading it with when you're with Joel and Ellie. And basically Frank, uh, Frank was getting sick and tired of Bill anyway. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's hinted. He keeps calling him his partner. So it's hinted he's gay. And then Bill and Ellie encounter the first bloater, which didn't happen in the show as well, which is the big, big, um, infected that has been affected for a while, and they get huge. And you'll see it eventually because it is in the trailer. So it's, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing the next episode is going to introduce it. They're just going to move it around. Yeah, and that's basically it. And then it ends not how it ends in the in the show, but um, it was a good change because you can't just have this being uh, 
linear mission where you're just going from stop to stop because then sure, it's boring sure. and then it gets like the walking dead i was literally about yeah. to say <laughs> which got old after a season or two and um, where you're just basically oh let's go to the next place oh zombies are coming oh we gotta leave because either zombie like it, it gets repetitive so yeah. um basically they just showed that relationship i think it was more of a bill is very similar to joel right Mm-hmm. They're very lonely, closed off, and Bill met somebody, Frank, who he finally decided to open up to. And when he opened up, he became a better person. So yeah. he leaves that note for Joel at the end. Joel reads it. He mentions Tess, doesn't realize Tess is dead, but he realized he never really fully yeah. committed and opened up to Tess. And now it's time to open up to Ellie now, not in a romantic way, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. a fatherly figure open up to her, stop being such an asshole and stop treating this like a mission, treat her more like a daughter or something like that. And let's actually finish this mission and let me start being different because this closed off thing isn't working. Dope. I'm loving yeah. it. I'm loving yeah. it. So it was a good change. I mean, cause yeah, it would get too repetitive. So uh, for sure. it's a good change. The story was told very well, um, impactful had a huge impact and, yeah, it's been great. And like I said, like Orlando said, I have a, another podcast, Movie Chemist Podcast. We'll be talking about pretty much every episode, uh, hopefully week to week, if not every other week. But yeah, yeah, you should play the game. Do you have, oh, you don't have PlayStation. You have nah, PC? Man. No, 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 no. Do you have PC? You have a no, PC gaming setup? No, no, no. Yeah. Xbox. Just watch um, when it when after it finishes. Just watch like a YouTube playthrough of it. It's probably like uh, two hours. I'm super guilty of doing that too. Yeah, I yeah. will go down just go on Twitch or something. Somebody that. will be playing it or have the the breakdown. No doubt. But yeah, definitely I'm, watch it. It's great. Um, but yeah, anything else? No, it's not great. What? I'll tell you what's not great. Hmm. The concept of a Friday afternoon, hoping. That I can get Fulham to do something against Chelsea. <laughs> Good place to start. Nice transition. <laughs> Chelsea opening up the weekend at Stanford Bridge. The new and improved Chelsea. Expect to see a lot of new faces. And yeah, there's a lot to break down on the Chelsea side. And they will be taking on Fulham. Fulham beat them a couple weeks ago in a makeup game at home. Two to one, I think it was. Um yeah, two to one. Good game. Fulham played good. Yeah, beat them. Chelsea on the ropes. Chelsea in the mud. But this is going to be a different Chelsea team. I don't think Ken's uh, not Cancelo. Felix. I don't think Felix is back yet. I think he'll be back the next game. You 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 literally just had to. We're seven minutes into this spot, and you had to break my fucking heart by bringing up that bastard <laughs> name already. PTSD. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> yeah, he played yesterday, right? He fucking assisted too for fucking yeah, yeah, Byron. Saw it. it fucking killed me, dude. He started. Yeah, I thought I saw him. He started too, right? Yeah. I didn't really pay attention, but I just saw the highlights and I was like, oh shit, he played already. He yeah. was really oh, eager to get out. Jesus. Oh yeah. I'm very much paying attention to that, unfortunately. It's stinging every minute. He assisted the Davies header? Uh no, it was the ch- uh, Chupa Moting. What is uh, up with that guy? Tapping. That guy's playing amazing. I don't know, man. And the the goal you have to the see. The assist the was better than the goal. Did you see his assist? I did. Yeah, yes, sick man. assist as well. And his Fantastic. goal was amazing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's on something right now. He is. Yeah, but um, yeah, Chelsea versus Fulham. Good way to start it off. Unfortunately, I, I probably have to watch the replay of this because I have something going on at, at uh, work at that time. 
but I will definitely watch this replay because I'm very interested in seeing the uh, $600 million Chelsea, I think it is. $630 million Chelsea. It's so expensive. The, the Enzo Fernandez deal gets over the line right before deadline day. Um, Fabricio Romano can't stop posting his God, reaction or, or his, his breaking of the news. He's really feeling himself on that one. But yeah, Enzo to Chelsea, hundred. What was it? What was the final transfer fee? I know it was uh, broken be- down, but what what do they owe them? It was, uh, I believe, the exact numbers were either a hundred and six million, which I think it was a hundred five million pound, right? Enzo, which Chelsea. is one hundred twenty million euros. Well, yeah, somewhere in that range. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of the most expensive midfield transfers of all time. I think it actually is the most expensive midfield transfer of all time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that on top of Mudrick, Batashelli, or the, whatever that guy's name is. Um, you got Cancelo, it right. Yeah. Who else? Um, Gusto for the summer and Cuckoo for the summer. Um, they Bro. got somebody else. Fafana they got in. Um, Andre Santos. I mean, British record. 106.8 million euros. No, I think that's pound. I think it's 120 million euros. Let's see. I get confused by that little fucking symbol. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever it's like an one, L. Yeah, it looks like an L with a little swiggly. That, it's 106.8. That's, like, that's pound. Yeah, it's saying 106. The, the euros, it looks kind of like E with the swiggly. The, the, okay, the E with the swiggly euros is 121 million. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's re- crazy. Crazy. And listen, I, I like Enzo. I think he's going to be has a great future, but we don't know that. I mean, he did good in Benfica, but Portuguese league. They literally paid a animal. million over the release clause. Release clause. Yep. Because so they can break it down in installments. Eight and and that's how they're doing deal. it. And that's how they're doing this. They they found a loophole in the FFP, which I'm sure wasn't hard to find because it's a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're acting like it's some brilliant business thing. I think people actually just have some morals, you know. Yeah. Everybody gets mad at these these Saudi clubs, but what Chelsea's doing for me is just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Just completely, they have no they have no patience to just slowly build things up. Yeah. They want to just go in and do something that 95% of clubs can't do. Yeah. And they have the money to do it, but everybody's hoping it backfires on them because they're just a shameless fucking club. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it. I'm just going to watch how it happens. But Enzo to Chelsea, what are your thoughts on it? Good player. Obviously, the I don't know who you would label the the Hamas factor, right? We know the Colombian yeah, yeah, the, two the years World ago. Cup had that World Cup boost, and we don't know who would be that Hamas player for this World Cup. You would imagine it's Enzo with the deal, Um, because if at the time, I think I remember correctly, Hamas had a pretty large transfer fee. Um, I I, I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's necessarily – that's so much more projection. That's so much more work needed, and I just don't – this is maybe thinking beyond Potter. Right. This is Bowley and the front stat and the front office with the mindset that they're going to be playing by this rule loophole and yeah. they feel like they can do this um, or rule break. You got people that are out there saying, stop calling it a loophole. It's an absolute rule break. It's just that the fact that the rule isn't yeah. enforced. Um, you have Anfield Watch, who I'll shout out again and I'm going to 
call them out during the Liverpool time, but quickly <laughs> point out that they love to bring up the notion that it's been four and a half years that Manchester City has been uh, investigated and they still haven't come out with their findings. And you have all these different things, and you're right. Saudi clubs get looked at differently, and what Bowley's doing is it's schemy, it's slithery, it's serpently, it's very, very uh, conniving. Um, and I don't want it to be successful. I don't think that guy's going to get a lot of – I don't know what to expect because if you're looking for goals and assists, you're not getting that from, from that type of player, although he did have that colossal in the World Cup. So yeah, that was a great goal. Depending on where they play him, where Potter decides to, to, to do with him. Probably going to be like a creative eight, I would assume. So whose position – who's starting – who's he taking? Who's, who's starting spots he's, he's, he's snagging? Um. Who's who's been starting Kovacic in that spot? I don't think he's going to play the six. I think that's a waste of his, his no. abilities. God. Um, yes. So who plays the six now? Because Jorginho's gone, Conte's injured. Mm. Who's playing the six for them? Kovacic can Kovacic play the six? I think they'd rather go. Is it? Uh, but I think he plays like the eight, Abola? basically what Jaka does is, for us. Is he doing the center back now? I don't know. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to line up, and and the thing is, there's no, there's no really need to predict it, because for all we know, Potter will completely change it uh, tomorrow, and then he'll change it again at halftime, because that's what he likes to do. He likes to switch up yeah. formations. So you're spot on. We'll have to see. I, I expect Enzo to start. He's been playing in Benfica. They just paid a shitload of money for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to start. I think Mudrick's going to start. I believe Felix is still out. Um, I'll have to look at that. Just to verify, but I believe he's oh, yeah, still out. Card. Suspension. Yeah, I think this is the last game. I think he'll be back for the next one. So they did a double pivot with a four-two-three-one, and the two were Jorginho and Gallagher against yeah. Chelsea against uh, Liverpool. Um, I, I think, think when we- that Kessie guy, not Kessie, what's what's Zach, Zach Zakaria when he comes Zakaria, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll play the DM, but he's still hurt, and he's a pretty good player, but he's I believe he's still injured. You're right, because he's not listed on the team sheet for this last game. So he wasn't on there. Uh, I I don't know, man. Are you expecting much from this Enzo guy? I don't – I think it's more of a project. I'm not expecting big numbers from him for the rest of the year. Listen, these guys are going to take a while to click. I mean, look at Nottingham Forest. They completely refreshed the squad. They didn't hit the ground running. Now they have better quality at Chelsea. But there is something to say for that. You can't just Mm -hmm. bring in a bunch of players and expect them to hit the ground running. Yeah, and yeah, I, it's going to take a little time, but I do expect them to start getting results. Mudrick looked good. Very. Uh, Enzo's going to add some stability in the midfield. I do think them losing Jorginho will kind of hurt them a little bit. I don't. I think you know I've read a lot of Chelsea fans, and they're they're not happy that they lost him without a real replacement. You know, they don't really have a DM right now. And that's been a problem for them. You know, they've been getting run through in the midfield, and you can't just expect Enzo to come in and handle the midfield by himself. He's still young. He hasn't, he's not prem proven. Mm-hmm. And, and let's face it, he doesn't, he's not going to have much help right now. I mean, Kovacic, he's over the hill for me. Gallagher is just not that guy. Gallagher is, is like, he's almost more of like an attacking mid hybrid for me. He yeah. can't hold position. He's not good defensively. Um, he's not going to be able to do it. So yeah, I, listen, Tomorrow's going to come down to how that back three for Chelsea handles Mitrovic. If they can handle him, keep him, keep him quiet. I think Chelsea will get like a one or two nothing victory. 
But, you know, if, if Mitrovic, you know, sometimes Thiago Silva, he'll have a bad game. That yeah. Patashali guy, he's looked good. But, hey, Kolobali looked good the first couple games, and then he fell off a cliff. So if they're can, if they able to keep Mitrovic quiet, I think they'll win that 2-0 or 1-0. Um, I'm I'm still not sure what I'm predi- gonna predict. What what are you um, what are you most looking forward to? Are you looking at Enzo? Are you looking at Mudrick? Are you looking at uh, Willian? <laughs> are you looking at Cedric Suarez who just transferred from Arsenal to Fulham? Yeah, yeah. If in fairness, right, we got to give a little shout out to Fulham. So let's go ahead and do a little look up as to what they've done. I on think the that's a, I think that's a good move for Cedric. Um, I don't expect him to ever play at Arsenal again. There's just no room for him. <laughs> He's not the quality that we've we've gone up to this year. But I think for Fulham, it's a good move. Uh, Cedric is pretty bad defensively, but going forward, he 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 can put a nice cross in. They've got Mitrovic in the middle, so I, I can see him definitely being a, a decent weapon for Fulham. Uh, it's not a not a terrible move. Um, I know they needed a right back, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it should be a good game. I'm looking forward to, you know, coming home from work and watching the replay. You know, nine wins, four draws and eight losses. Um, they just kind of coin flip of a team a little bit there. It'd be interested to see what they can get out of it with the chemistry point that you're clearly noting. And it's actually really, really good point. It kind of sways you with, with my prediction. What I'm lo- most looking forward to in this game to answer your question is to basically see the chemistry of Fulham win the game over the raw ability and talent of some of these Chelsea team uh, players. Yeah. Um, yeah, they play well the- together for them. Yeah, they do. And they're structured. They have a plan. Um, and, uh, I'll go ahead and say it, man. Cause I have to Anthony Robinson. I'm looking at you, my guy. If you look sexy, I will put 20 million down and city will get you. That looks wonderful. Pep rates him. Pep rates him. We tried to reach out to him. I, I mean, City fans wanted it done before the window closed. Mm-hmm. Tiki's not willing to do a rash or, or irrational knee-jerk signing like that. Um, it also sends a message. I kind of get both coin flip. Uh, from a fan, I really wanted the move, to be honest. Uh, but Fulham quoted us $20 million, um, mm-hmm. and we're coming back in the summer for him as, as of this point. Uh, I love him. I think he's a talented I the left back and don't I don't want to make this about City, but the left back position has plagued City for years. We have turned midfielders, tens. We have turned fucking defenders, center backs into left backs, and we just need to find a way to get a true traditional left back. And Anthony Robinson, I'm looking at you, man. So I'll be watching him from a personal standpoint, and I'll be watching for a two to one Fulham win. That's what I'm going with on this one. Uh, I I do have a goal guy, and I'm going with Woodrick. Yeah, dude, I think he gets it. I think he gets it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe he'll do another TikTok video afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> After the goal, um, but yeah. So uh, on Robinson, the city, he, he he, I can see why Pep likes him. He's got good ball skills. He's good going forward, and a little shaky defensively, which is like a typical Pep fullback. He loves yeah. Pep. He loves fullbacks that can just bomb forward. Yeah, We're gonna bomb go. forward. Let the, let Ruben Diaz and, and Stones handle the the counter. Um, so yeah, I, I think that would be a good buy for twenty million. Definitely, I could see like he's a little raw going forward, but no worries. Pep's gonna Pep Pep knows that, and he'll he'll fix him up and during the summer. 
Yeah, um, that gets cleaned up with the training sessions oh, with yeah. the proper players. Exactly. He'll be he'll be perfect. So yeah, that'll be a good buy. But um, yeah, I, I don't know which way to lean, uh, lean here. You know, you expect Chelsea to hit the ground running, but I I don't. <clears throat> Before I get my score, any possible way that Chelsea can get top four? That's a great question. Because right, uh, let's look at it. Let's look at it mathematically, right? Let's look at it from that point of view. Twenty games played, so that means they have eighteen more games. Eighteen uh, times three. It, let's say they were to win out. The most possible points they can get, which we know they're not going to win out, but let's just say for argument's sake, 18 times 3 is 54 points plus 29, which they're on now, would put them at 83 points. The benchmark for top four is usually about 75, 76 points. So let's say 76. Wow. This minus 76. You only drop seven (laughs) points. And I just – I don't see that. They can – they can realistically only drop about seven points. Jesus. Games. So they would have to go on an Arsenal-like run, which I, I just don't see. I, first of all, I already mentioned the chemistry thing, but I just yeah. don't think Potter is ready for it as well. If they had like a, a real, real, like legit manager in there who's done it before and, and can organize them quickly, like even if they had Tuchel, because we saw Tuchel come in and organize them and get a Champions League, but I don't think Potter's that guy to just, you know, hey, I got my I got my weapons, boom, we're gonna hit the ground running. I, I think from that standpoint either. So I think I think for me their ceiling is is fifth. If they go if they play really good, it's fifth, but I think they'll probably finish sixth or seventh, to be honest. They what do you are think? I think that is a fucking tremendous breakdown. So I went and looked at last year's standings. Fourth, Tottenham had seventy one points um 22 wins 11 losses five draws mm-hmm. i do not see chelsea going on a run getting i don't even so we're almost at the point to where i need to start projecting let's look at their schedule let's let's see like their toughest games let's let's just look at their schedule please tell me we have one more in there with them no, I think you played them twice. Or, no, no, I, I, I don't know because you played them in every competition. Them in so, I so I don't know which ones were league games at this point. Uh, so Chelsea have uh, Fulham tomorrow, West Ham away, uh, mm-hmm. Southampton home, Tottenham away, mm-hmm. um, Leeds home, yeah. Leicester away, Everton home, Villa home, Wolves away, Brighton home, Manchester United away. Arsenal away, Man City away. Yeah, they're not doing it. Newcastle at home. <laughs> yeah, they, so they have I'm, I I wanted to just look at the away games. They still have City away, uh Arsenal away, Tottenham away, Man United away. Wolves away. So all they have they have four big six games away. Yeah. So they that right there they'll probably drop those seven points. Yeah. You think at at best they'll probably split those games. So that's six points dropped there. Um yeah, I see them getting in the sixties highest. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. at, at at best they get like seventy points, and I think this is going to be a year where the benchmark's like seventy five, seventy six. So, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. see it. You should know, and I that if I just said this, I need to make sure I emphasize this even more. If they do not get top four, they have they breach FFP. That's what I. That's that's my thing. Too, if they don't get Champions League and there's not a breach, then you know some fuckery is going on because yeah. 
no Champions League revenue. Um, Huge loss in a forty thousand uh, forty thousand seat stadium. That doesn't that doesn't add up to me. There's got to yeah. be something there. The and revenue can't thought, be that okay. big. I mean, mm-hmm. you can only sell so many Pulisic jerseys to Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, true. So true. Um, but yeah, so here's my score prediction. I'm going f- for a draw. Wow. I think we get a, a 1-1 draw. Look at us both not calling a lot of goals here. Yeah. You think Goal scoring. Good, good separation of games. No one's played a lot. You've just been doing a lot of training. You don't really have an argument right now from any team's perspective on fitness, on lack of training for some of these new players. If you just got a guy in, you've had a solid week with him there. He should see some minutes if you brought him in under the right circumstances. Think Enzo starts? Oh, God, that's a really tough one. I don't think so. I think so. he starts. You think he starts, really? Yeah, they have oh, a lot well, of injuries. I think they need him. have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think saying. you're making a good point. Here, you think the match starts? <laughs> that oh, was funny. <laughs> oh, hilarious. PSG can use up? him now. Yeah, absolutely. And PSG oh. can use him now. Because uh, Mbappe is going to be out for a month about. So you so can definitely use him on the wing. Hakim Ziyech, rumored to be going to PSG. Everything was done. Paper It was a loan with option, right? Loan with option to buy. Ziyech was actually on, no, I wouldn't say pretty good form, but he was getting some steady minutes right before the, tra- the deadline. So... Played against us in the in the cup whenever we fucking played him. So uh, we did get to see a lot of him right before the window. PSG getting it done. Kylian Mbappe seals it himself because obviously he's running the club. And rumored, Chelsea sent some fa- some falsy paperwork a few times. Three times to be intentionally. Exact. Those sons of bitches. Well, why would they do that intentionally though? Well, because don't they need to offload a little bit? I think they needed to. Okay. Yes, and my follow-up question is, did they offload some someone else to keep Ziyech there? Regardless, they had, out of the new additions, I think I saw correctly, two or three are not going to be able to be listed on that roster. For, for Champions, Champions League. League. Yep, only three so, can. Three total yeah. they can add. So you're already losing in that. It om- it's almost like you got to take all these new guys for Chelsea and you almost have to split it as to how you're going to do what. Like who's going to get Champions League and who's going to get Prem and kind of like divvy up rosters. Like you really got to be fine with this. Mm-hmm. Catching yourself in a situation where you're going for it. You have Dordman because I just looked at your schedule. So that's your fixture matchup. That's a sneaky team. You could potentially lose that. Mm-hmm. Um if you don't come correct. So very curious how this Chelsea team is going to play out with this. I don't see Enzo starting uh, because maybe I think they can try to, what would you do? What would you prioritize the revenue or the league for 10? What do you mean? So there's this year to consider for revenue too. So I consider the revenue right now before I consider the revenue for next year, the revenue right now says, I'm going to play better players for Champions League against Borussia because if I get to that next knockout stage, that's an extra X amount of million I just locked myself in. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea's thinking like that. No? I just think they're I, – I think Bowley's doing this because he wants to go for a top four pitch. 
he might not understand the point system and how that's going to work. So he's like, <laughs> I'm still going for it. You know, because you think you top four is their priority. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to try to yeah. win Champions League, which they won't. Um, and I, I think they're going to go for top four. So, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going to go for it. Because if you just look at the table, which I'm just yeah. going to go from a, a simple mindset, you know, how, instead of how I just broke down those numbers, they're only 10 points behind United and yeah. Newcastle. So Bowley's probably looking at that like, oh, we can make up that ground. We play Newcastle. We play Man United. So that's probably how he's looking at it. I, I, th- I don't think they're, like, even thinking. I think they're, go- they're saying, hey, we, let's get top four. We're not going to be mad if we don't get it, but we're going to go for it. And here's yeah. the thing about Enzo. This guy's played a lot of football. He played yeah. for Benfica. He played in the World Cup every game for Argentina. He played in the Argentinian – there's an Argentinian tournament that takes place in September. He played in that. Then he immediately joined Benfica, played in that, and the Champions League. So this guy – this guy's probably played, you know, an entire season already considering all the games he's been in and jumping around from team to team. So, hmm, you know, he, you come in the prem, you play a couple hard games against Fulham – you go to you know you go to like a, a a Brentford away. You go to a Villa away. You play some hard games there. You know he could he could easily run out of steam and just yeah. look terrible. Not because he's not, he's bad, just because he's got no legs. So uh, that that'll be interesting to watch. I, I'm I'm trying to see if he's going to break down. Now he's a young guy. He could still yeah. have a lot of legs in him, but that's a lot of games he's played. If you looked at it, and yeah, it's, it, he hasn't really had a break. No, no, no. You're spot on with that. It, I'm very curious to see how Potter utilizes him and how fast the roster kind of dictates that you kind of have to play him a little bit more uh, unless you want to get creative. And, and well, it's not even creative. It's, I think it's damn near stupid. Unless you want to tuck in Sterling. Um, he's back. Tuck, I saw him in training. Today. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. So you can try to do some stuff there, but I, think I don't he'll know. start on the right probably. The lineup tomorrow is going to be very fun. Very fun to see. Yeah, I'm interested um, in seeing it. I yeah. think Mudrick, without a doubt, starts, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. There's no reason to now. He played he that 30-minute cameo. He's been training for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, he he looked good in that 30-minute cameo. I think I think they start him. Yeah, I got him scoring, so he fucking better. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, good, good slate of games this weekend. Very good slate of games. Um, Absolutely. Let's go to Arsenal. That's the first game Saturday morning, seven thirty a.m. Playing Sean Dyche's Everton. New coach is there? Will there be a new manager bounce? That is the question of this game because if we're just looking at it straight up, this should be a walk in the park for Everton. But I'm yeah. going to give you a few reasons why it might not. New manager bounce. Arsenal's record in the past four games at Goodison, zero, three, and one. Wow. Haven't won in the last four to Everton. And, yeah, that's really all I have because I don't have much more for Everton. So what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, Uh, Is this going to be a game where you're trying to pull within two points on on Sunday? This is the name I decided to come into the podcast today with the name Coin Flip City. Because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with City. Yeah, I don't I'm very a... interested in that game. It's it's going... We haven't scored in that fucking stadium. We haven't yeah. won in that stadium. It's new, fucking... new, new um, 
Uh, we'll break it down later. I don't want to, because I have some points for that game as well. It's so dumb. But anyway, uh, I do believe in the concept of new manager energy. Mm-hmm. This this NME is really gonna get things going and try to see how who, who's got the nuts to step up for Everton. So I am predicting a little bit of a push from Everton. It's gonna be four to one Arsenal. <laughs> um, so it'll be a push what in the first <laughs> in the first five seconds? No, it's gonna be some dumb shit. Gabriel's gonna kick it off his own foot, and it's gonna go right. Goal. Right, yeah, right to a, a play, an Everton player, and he's just gonna tap it in. So it's gonna Calvert be some, some dumb shit, some absolute dumb shit where Arsenal are gonna be like, all right, just erase those last thirty seconds and domination for the rest of the game. Uh, walk in the absolute park. Welcome back to the Premier League, Sean Douche. And uh, yeah, I just think it's gonna be a joke. Four to one, Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I'm watching a lot of like previews, breakdowns, and some of these people, man, they they fucking overanalyze shit, and they like to bring up stats without actually fucking like breaking down the stats. Like that stat I just gave you, Arsenal hasn't been good, and the times we, you know, we've been an inconsistent team. That's what inconsistent teams do. We're not that team anymore. I'm sorry, we're not. We're we're killers right now. And we're not going to go to a team like this and roll over. Mm -hmm. If Everton plays his very, very best game, they probably still lose. I don't see us ever losing there uh, Saturday. And, yeah, you know, here's some things about this new manager bounce. He just got there with the team. How much is he going to change them? Uh Two, the fans are fucking irate at Everton. They were protesting the other day at transfer deadline because they didn't bring anybody in, and their board gutlessly tried to make a little loan move for Giroud as he was going to go from fucking Milan to Everton, who's in a relegation battle. It was denied immediately. He laughed at it. The fans are hostile. They'll probably walk out very early in that game. They might not even show up. They're very hostile there. The roster sucks. I'm sorry, that's not a good roster. Pickford... Co- Connor Cody and like Calvert Lewin hasn't been good for two years. Uh, Anthony Gordon just left. Yeah. Um, who else do they have? I don't even know who who else. Uh, Onana, very Onana. raw player. Um, not not really worried about him. He was just asking for a move himself. He just got back to training. So people try to overanalyze this so much. The last the last couple losses at Goodison were very predictable losses. I remember them, and I remember saying Arsenal's going to lose this game because right. we were in bad form. Or, you know, yeah, we last when we lost there last year, we were on a bad stretch. We lost to Man U, and then we lost to them on a Damari Gray goal. Oh, they have Gray. Gray's probably their best player. And then yeah, the, time, the year before that, it was when we were on that run where Arsenal hadn't won in like 10 games, where we lost to Burnley for a bombing own goal, 1-0. It was in that stretch. So there's context to everything. I was going to ask just the dates. Like, you say the last four. Like, I would, I, I need to know, like, that team, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I could tell you, because last year, it was a bombing's last game for Arsenal. You know, we were in a bad run. We just lost to Man U. It was, it was a very bad loss. And last year, when we lost games, we lost them in bunches. We don't do that anymore. We bounce back. And there's no reason to think here that we're not going to be focused. <clears throat> New players through the door. Trussard. This is his second Premier League game. Probably going to see more action. He's going to be ready for it. Uh, Jorginho on the bench. 
listen, he's a winner. He's going to have everybody focus as well. There's yeah. no reason to think we don't go in here and roll them over. <clears throat> I don't think we get four goals, but I think we get three. I'm saying three nothing, and um, I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a um, Odegaard goal. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go with Odegaard. He hasn't scored in a few games. I think he'll get a nice left-footed goal. Uh, I'll take him. So yeah, three nothing. And I, I just people try to overanalyze this show. Oh, this is going to be so tough. New manager bounce. It's like, come on, it's Sean Dyche. It's not like they got in <laughs> fucking to- Tommy Tuchel. Yeah, it's Sean Dyche. Listen, Dyche is a good manager, but he's a very specific manager. He's yeah. strictly a rele- relegation scrap manager. I know he mm-hmm. did one year get Burnley in Europe, which is impressive, very very impressive. Yeah. Um, but he's not going to work a miracle in three days. Especially, it's not just it's not just like this is a this is a weak squad. The whole vibe at Everton is bad. Yeah, it's just the whole vibe. I want to expand on that a little bit. <clears throat> Um, out of the bottom three clubs in relegation right now, Southampton in ninth and twentieth, Everton in nineteenth, Bournemouth at eighteenth. The twentieth team spent in the window a net spend of minus sixty million. Okay, <laughs> they're going after it pretty much, trying to get out there, get some players. Bournemouth, a negative. Net spend of fifty four and a half million, going after it too. Bournemouth, you know, props to you. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. you know, take taking L now. What's the worst? You know, you're down in the Premier in the Championship. So exactly. Um, Everton in the nineteenth spot, a net spend of a positive four hundred forty five million, forty five million positive net spend. Hmm. Now. Do it with me, everybody. Win horse fingers. I know it's coming. Why would a team in relegation fighting for survival in the Premier League have a positive net spend? And you wonder why those fans are pissed off right now. Yeah, that's disgraceful. I'm sorry. I mean, spoiler alert. They're selling, folks. <laughs> it's all fucking going up. I don't understand it because they just bought a new stadium too. So going to the championship is is going to be gut wrenching. It, it they're going to be in big trouble. This is a this might be a lead situation where they don't come back dude, up for a long time. Dude, it's really problematic. You've ruined yourself because <clears throat> what are you doing with that roster? And like you said, with your ticket sales are not going to be as expensive because the opponents that you have coming in to smash you into Goodison is not going to be as good as what it is now. So you're not going to be able to charge those same ticket prices next year. Oh, hell it's, no. It's, it's problematic. I don't it's understand bad. any of it. And yeah, 3-0, I'm, supr- I'm actually pissed off I'm giving them one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Sean, I like the Sean's only goal not- call, though. Yeah, there's going to be some fuckery just because, you know, Arsenal got to make it a little interesting. Mm, Gabriel, somebody just gets a little pressure on their ass, butt cheeks tighten for 30 seconds, and then right back, you know, Odie comes in with a nice lefty. So I, whatever, dude, it really, Everton are fucked either way. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame their fans for being mad. That's, that's ridiculous. They've (laughs) made money too on player sales. You got to reinvest it. You have to, you have to try everything to get 17th place. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you can't you can't get relegated, especially with a new stadium, and then you got to sell all those players. Yep. Pickford's gone, Onana's gone, Calvert Lewin's gone. I mean, yep. 
and they're going to be going for the cheap because they know you got to get rid of them, and those exactly. players are going to want out. So you yeah. lose you lose fifty percent of that sale. If you could have sold Pickford for twenty, you're getting ten. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's so true too. Yep, yep. But we got another one. Uh, Midlands Derby, I believe they call it. Aston true. Villa at Villa Park going against Leicester City. Now Leicester City. They're in an interesting place, too. Some rumors about James Madison and his possible next destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mm-hmm. talk about that. I saw, you know, uh, Man City wants to go after Leao and Madison in the summer to add some goal scoring from other spots. I saw that. I saw a rumor about a loan. You guys went to, to Leicester and asked for a loan for six months with an option. Was there an option on it that I read? There was an option. With an mm-hmm. option. Um, so yeah, Leicester's in an interesting position. Villa, Unai Emery, good evening settings. And, uh, what do you think about this game? It's going to be all Villa. The Mm, all Villa, all Villa, all Villa at this point, maybe you can kind of fight me on this concept because maybe teams like, well, definitely like city, we can't put ourselves up there like Arsenal anymore. Teams like Arsenal know who they are. It's more fine tuning. It's more adding and trying to figure it out. Other teams, this back half of the year, it's we are soul-searching, finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where you land on that spectrum determines to me the type of day, games and who, who you're going to beat and how you're going to beat them. With you got When you have a game like Villa and Leicester, where you have a new manager in Villa and the tightening up of things and the rumors that they had was Coutinho out possibly, but nothing kind of scandalous like one of your best players like Madison potentially leaving. Mm-hmm. So we know that the manager situation, we've discussed it. He should have been gone, but they're working with him based on the contract and you got to do it. You fucked yeah. yourself, whatever. So now you just got to ride this through. This is a game where you lose this because the chemistry, the morale, everything is about, God, we're just going through the motions and this is the back half of the year and fuck 18 more games of this shit. Villa are, we're proving ourselves, we know where we're heading, we're knowing they're in the right direction, and we trust in a good evening. Yeah. That's how that's going to work. I got Villa going, um, I'm going 2 nothing over Leicester. Leicester. And here's, here's the thing I'm that's also going to say about this real quick uh, on Madison. Yeah. Temporary fix, you heard right. Happy that you're seeing things that are correct. What, what does that mean? Are you saying I'm a fake news spreader? No, sir. No, sir at all. No, sir at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm simply indicating. I'm simply indicating that the internet is a deep, deep place, and sometimes yeah, yeah, you can find some bullshit. things that are exactly that are not accurate. I always click who's the source when they post it on Twitter just to see that person's page and see what they're saying. Uh, the James Madison approach was prepared for the notion that we were going to get a good offer for Bernardo. PSG were rumored to be coming in late. We were entertaining the fact that if Bernardo came to us and and we got a good offer, we were going to send him. And this was only going to be if the team sat down with Pep and the and Tiki and they said this is we're blowing this up. We did not blow this up based on the training of last week, the mm-hmm. response to the Jao Cancelo blow up and how that all that went down. We did reach out to Madison. We did want us to figure it out only in preparation for Bernardo leaving. Yep. Now, in regards to rumors for the summer, I am confidently here to tell you John Madison, James Madison will not be a Manchester City player. 
and no disrespect to him, he's a quality, quality English player. City have been known lately to kind of love a little bit of the homegrownness talent. We we kind of like the idea of going it, yeah. doing it that way. It's a way in where City fans and the City club itself like to maybe try to over push and overextend in hopes that the country and more domestically will love us because yeah, we're having yeah. more English players. You know, where that who do you guys have? Stones, Jack Grealish, John Stones, Jack Grealish. um. Kyle Walker, Kyle Phil Walker Foden. Oh, you got a good yeah. crop. We yeah, got a yeah. pretty good amount. So yeah, yeah. we were wanting to do that with with. Uh, I, I like it with James, but it, it's it's not happening. No disrespect to him, but the talent that we're looking to replace with Bernardo Silva, James Madison is not the work rate. Yeah. Uh, we're looking bigger. Listen, I, I like Madison, but um, goal scorer, you know, not really a possession player. More of yeah. an attack, attack. So I don't know if Pep really fits there. But the 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 big problem is with Madison. And you know this, it was Madison or Odegaard a couple of years ago for Arsenal, and um, his injury history is a concern. He gets good hurt point. a lot. This guy, he really does. Every year he has an injury where he's out for a good period of time. Yeah. And as you know, with injuries, these things don't get better. They don't. I yeah. mean. He's been out now since uh, World Cup, November, and it's now February, still not back. So as much as I rate the guy, that injury history is a big, big problem. And, you know, and if he ends up getting healthy, how much does he lose from all these injuries? You know, Mm -hmm. all you got to do is lose a little bit and then you're, you're Jack Wilshire. And you're done. Jesus. But that's the truth. That's it's what so happened true. to Jack. Promising player. It's so true. He's piled up, and then he had no legs anymore, and he was a completely different guy. And then he's playing uh, in Turkey or the Danish league or whatever the fuck he was playing. Yeah. But, you know, he's only in his 30s. I mean, it's, and his career's over. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that's a big concern for me. So um, my, my prediction for this, I think 2-0 two, two is good. I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1, though. Uh, I'm going Villa as well. I think, um, you know, Villa's playing well. Um, we have them in a couple of weeks. We actually have them in a huge trout game because we play them. We play you guys Wednesday, 3, 3 p.m. So that's, that's an 8 o'clock game in the U.K. And then we play Villa at noon Saturday morning. That is away, away too. So that's, that's a game <laughs> I circled on the schedule because that's a big-time trap game for me. Yeah. Like and you know Unai is gonna have them well organized. He's gonna want to yeah. stick it to his old team. That's gonna yeah. be a very tough game for Arsenal. But uh, yeah, they're playing good. Uh, any goal scorers there? Nah, don't trust anything from Villa quite yet. Guys, show me yeah. a little bit more. All right, Brentford, Southampton. Just <laughs> a snooze fest, dude. Frank's gonna get it done, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't trust anything with Southampton. Nothing yeah, at all. So inconsistent. I think they're um, dead last, right? Yeah, oh, they are. Are they that yep, they're at the Golly. very bottom of the table. Yeah. Just yep, absolute zero, zero stud ducks in this game. Um, is Ivan Tony even playing? I believe so. I'll look it up. Fucking hell, man! Why is what? What do we even have rules for? Jesus. He's not playing the game. He's playing on uh, BetDSS. Yeah, he's I think he's fit. I'm not seeing any news to any reason he'd be out. Uh, fuck it. All right. I'm going to – actually, I, get, I like to know a little bit too much. Let's go uh, Let's go three to one, uh, Brentford. 
Yeah. Um, Southampton, they need they need this game. Brentford, Brentford's been sitting for a couple weeks at home. They're always good at home. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Frank's a great coach. He'll have them ready for this. I don't see any re- any way Southampton get anything out of this game. I'm going to say it's going to be two, two, two to zero Brentford. Yeah, that's a good pick. I wanted to do that one, but yeah. Next one, Brighton versus Burnmouth. Brighton on a roll. Matoma on the weekend again. Sick finish against Liverpool. Um, they're playing well. Caicedo was back in training. They invited him back <laughs> after his attempt to get out of there. Um, yeah, Brighton's on a roll. They're playing at home against a team in the relegation zone. Brighton is one of those teams where you can just expect they're playing a team that's below them. They're going to get a result. I don't see yep. any reason this is going to be a tough game. Um, I'll say Brighton win 3-1. to one. Nice. You want to pick a goal scorer with this one? Hmm. I'm trying to plot this out properly. No, I'm going to save it. You're saving it with how fire he's been. You're just leaving him open like that. I think I picked him once and then he didn't score. So I see, like, (laughs) I so I'm happy you say that because uh, I don't know if I did end up picking Molder. We had the uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Goal contributions for Gapco or Moldrick, and neither Neither of them did anything. So. He goose egged me one time, but fuck it. I'm willing to give him yeah. another chance. Yeah. Well, he only so- played 30 minutes. You figure if exactly. he doubles that time, he'll have better. He had opportunities in 30 minutes. So Yeah, yeah. So so I kind of see it the same way with this. Uh, I'm not going to pick him, though. Uh, he's been on fire. Uh, Brighton have been getting it done. 3-1 to one is a great score. Uh, I'm going to go a step further because I think they have been on, been on fire, and they're going to kind of show out a little bit. I'm going 4-0 Brighton. 4-0 brain. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're playing great, so they are not surprise me at all. Man United at home against Crystal Palace. Uh dropped points a couple weeks ago at Palace yeah. this time. Rematch at Old game. Trafford. Yeah, grudge game. Uh Man United makes some moves. Crystal Palace makes some moves. Uh, Man United get in Sabitzer. Erickson is out pretty much for the season. I think he'll be mm-hmm. back in May. Uh, tough loss for them. And Crystal Palace get Albert Sambi Lakanga from Arsenal uh, that will play in the midfield and on a six month loan. I think it's a. I think from an Arsenal standpoint, uh, I you know I've been saying he's not ready to play with us as we're playing right now. He sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb. So I think this is a great loan move for him. We'll really see what he's made of, and he's going to learn from. Arsenal's greatest midfielder of all time, Patrick Vieira. You know, so it, it it it's written in the stars that you know he goes studies under Arsenal legend Vieira, then he comes back to Arsenal as a good player. That's a good storyline there. So I think it's a good move for him. Palace is a is definitely a good loan move. Stay in the prem, get some real prem minutes, play with a decent club. You know, you got some decent attacking options. So. From that standpoint, I like it. And I think the Sabitzer move for Man United is good as well. Uh, they had one day to basically figure out how to replace Ericsson, and they yeah. got a good player from Bayern, Bayern Munich. So I think both both teams kind of win in that, and even like the teams that loaned them out kind of win. What do you think? I agree. I, can, I agree completely. Um, the Sabitzer, and you know what? If you're, if you're listening, 
Fuck United, O'Leary. But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it, bro, because I think this is the first time in a long time. Marcel Sabitzer is the first signing under second. Second. Even though I don't agree with the first signing, I still think he's a piece of shit. What Weghurst, whatever. Whoop. Whoop. Yeah. Whoop. He's not there. Whoop. He's not there. <laughs> Guy's ass. Anyway, that guy is your first signing. This guy is your second signing that I think the front office, the manager, everyone was on the same page. This is a quality pivot if we can get him based on the injury the injury that just happened. So I think that's a great, great signing, yeah, honestly. For sure. For sure. So who, who do you think wins this? United are coming back for revenge. Palace would love to squeak out another draw. I got at the fucking moldy Trafford. I'm going two to one United. Yeah, that's a good one. At some point, I feel like United's going to start dropping points and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think it's coming. Um, And this one, I'm looking ahead at their schedule. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll drop drop points like once we get to March. I think they'll win this one as well. Um, I think it'll be a good game. Two to one's a good pick. I'm going to say it's going to be – you know what? I'm going again. A, a, a repeat. It's going to be another draw. Oh, that two would be to amazing. Two. It's going to be a two to two draw. I think Palace will uh, squeak this one out. I think – and United's been playing a lot of games. Uh, every game I, I look at, he's Ten Hag's playing the strongest lineup. Yeah. Um, so eventually that's going to catch up. And Palace, they're going to be nice and fresh, ready, uh, and I think they'll give them a tough time. I think That's it'll be two great, two. That would be a great game if it ends up being two two. I would love to end up watching a two two draw, um, ten a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, I, I like that game. I love the idea yeah, of that. It's good being games this weekend. I love For these sure. games. Definitely, I'll definitely this watch next one, one though. Oh, oh, you picking the ten a.m. slot? Yes, sir. That's the next one. Wolves at the Molyneux against Liverpool. They this these teams have played three times now. This is to be the third meeting. And a yep. month, twice in the FA Cup. Uh, first one, Wolves were robbed. Second one, uh, Liverpool edges it out. I think it was one nothing. Harvey Elliott goal, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, third meeting, this time at the Molyneux. We watched that at the Molyneux um, in the first FA Cup matchup, and Wolves looked good. Tempted. I'm tempted here to take a Wolves win. Uh, Liverpool's just been terrible. No incomings from them since Gakpo. Really nothing to report there. Um, and yeah, got slapped up at Brighton on the weekend. Um, yeah, it's just, there's not much to analyze Liverpool. They're just, they keep going downhill. Kanate is now injured. So they're, they're already bagel defense is, is now even worse. Um, what this team has a lot of injuries, a lot. They had it two years ago with the, uh, COVID season where they finished fourth. They, they got it on like the last day. That season, they were uh, just had a shitload of injuries. Had a great season last year, and then now this season just riddled with injuries. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's up with their trainer there, or it could just be hey, we've been playing high intensity football for for four or five years now, and just people are wearing yeah. out. 
I think that could be maybe be it instead of just looking at the trainer. I've been I'm trying to look up right now the stats that I saw for the amount of injuries that they've had um, this season. It's and it's been pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, Is Kanate going to be out for a while? I know it's a hamstring injury so and at least four weeks. It's dude, that's that's problematic, man. You got to wonder what the hell's going on um, with with the physio and and what the hell's happening there. Uh, I. I am picking Wolves with this game. I'm right there and with you, buddy. I'm breaking a lot of a lot of rules here with this game. Oh, God. You're gonna go for I, a, a goal explosion, dude. I've never done this yet. This podcast is early. It's it's young, but this is gonna be really weird. Brace yourself for this. I can't wait. I'm gonna go. Three to two wolves. Okay. But I'm picking a Liverpool goal scorer. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting to see who. I'm going with Gakpo. So if Gakpo, do you think he starts? Because one of the problems with Gakpo, like, you know, I don't rate him. We don't have to go over this again. But he's also been playing striker, and he's definitely not a striker. No, um, he's not. That, so do you think Nunez is going to start striker and they put him on the left wing, which is his natural position? I think Klopp might be listening, might be seeing other clubs listening to their fan base a little bit. I think Klopp is going to stick Mohamed Salah at the striker position. I think, he's I been think, doing weird shit, man. Harvey Elliott on the wing. Shit. Well, dude, what do you want? I mean, I shouldn't say what do you want him to do because this is his own fucking mess. But – the guy's got to be trying or at least open to be trying some really, really different shit right now because it is abysmal over there. So bad. It's it's horrible how you've allowed this team to age without pressing the refresh button. So I I don't. Did you see the thing that came out today or like yesterday where they benefited from the most VAR decisions as well? I did see that. And they're having Absolutely. that bad a season. Mm-hmm. I did see that. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embar- embarrassing situation for the club. Um, also, let's talk about the facts that they talked a lot, and, and by they, I mean Anfield Agenda, and all those Liverpool fans about the pre-agreement and the contract agreement that was going to be done with Jude in this window. Yeah. And how it was supposed to be something that was going to be huge for him because – it was going to be getting them off the table and everyone, the world was going to know Liverpool are back because Jude was going to declare where he was going next season and it was done. Uh, City have been real quiet about this. We've been having our conversations. We've been doing our due diligence just like we did Erling. Now the connections aren't necessarily there like it was with the Holland family, but we feel very confident that we're going to have an opportunity with this. And yeah, why not? I, I... No Champions League for Liverpool. They're, I can say confidently they're done. That's out of the picture. Yeah, I got to agree. It's really hard to disagree with that. So can you um, see Jude going there with no Champions League football when he's going to be the most in-demand player on the market? Right? Because there's going to be no one bigger. There's no bigger target than Jude, correct? You think there'll be some, uh, there's somebody bigger? Harry Kane, maybe? I'll give you a surprise name. Who? Neymar. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely possible. According yeah. to 
Mike Ryan Ruiz, Messi's going to Miami, so we don't, he's not on the list. Um, Cut it out, bro. Why are you dropping my sources like that, dog? <laughs> is that Windhorse Finger or is that Donald Trump? Then Don, oh no, Don King. Don King used to do that. Don King used with to the little do flags. Like yeah, yeah, with the flags. Yeah, Windhorse jacked him. Swagger jacked him. He sure but, did, bro. Yeah, Neymar, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You think, you think Neymar would dare come to the Premier League? I don't, uh, I don't think he would. I think yeah. it's it's a bit of a physical league. Whoever signs him has to be prepared that that manager is going to have to get a record amount of yellow cards for the year. Yeah. It's the amount of fighting which you're gonna you're gonna have to get those refs to understand that this man plays beautiful football and he gets touched in so many different ways mm-hmm. that they're gonna have. I mean, he's gonna have to. He you talking about setting the record for the amount of times fouled in the Premier League? Neymar would oh, yeah. set it in half of a season if he was in the Premier. 100%. Way too, way too physical. Too much touchy with him. Yeah. So I don't know, but I do see, I do see him potentially leaving. But he's a top three target. We can agree on that, right? Oh fuck yeah, yeah. absolutely, definitely. You try to figure that. it out. You you try to figure it out. So yeah, I mean, listen, if if he didn't have a lot of suitors, you could say, oh, Liverpool will be back in the Champions League. They can sell it. We'll get you, and then we're back. But listen, they get Bellingham. Chelsea's going to be better next year. United will be better next year. Arsenal will be better next year. City will be better next year. Newcastle will be better next year. That's five teams right there. Brighton, yeah. they're pulling players out of their ass. They could be better yeah. than Liverpool again. You know, you just don't know. You just don't know. West Ham invested $200 million. Who's to say they don't get a good manager in? You know, there's just – it's not going to be easy. Top four is going to get harder and harder. Yep. It's going to get harder Absolutely. and harder, so you can't just say Liverpool's going to be back. So that's going to be a key factor in Jude's decision because if you look at it, okay, they're out this year. You know, Jesus went to Arsenal, not as big as a player, but Arsenal still pulled in good players without Champions League for a while, right? They got Aubameyang. He was a big, hot prospect at the time, but we're yeah. talking Bellingham here. Bellingham's on another level than the, a prospect. This is a young player, and, yeah, I just – I just think he'll look at it and say, they're not in it this year. And, man, are they going to be back in it next year? Premier League's highly competitive. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, very curious about that. What do you have for a goal uh, for for a prediction on this game? Um, I think Wolves win as well. Did you say your score? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going three to two Wolves. Three to two. That's right. That's right. Three to two Wolves, and you pick Gakpo scoring. So you have two. You have one more, right? Yep. I'm going to say I'm going to say 2 to 1 Wolves and uh I'm going to still save my goal scorer. That's a good shout. 2 to 1 yeah, is probably one more Wolves struggle. Liverpool's falling apart. They lost another defender. Mm-hmm. Uh Wolves will play well at home. They'll play them mm-hmm. definitely good. New manager. Uh, I think they'll win. I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Newcastle at home against West Ham. 12-30 game Mm -hmm. Saturday. Interesting game. West Ham have to bounce back, definitely. At some point where we've been saying this for 14 weeks now, they have to bounce back. They have to bounce back. Haven't bounced back. Newcastle's playing great. Finally gave up a goal the other day against Southampton in the the Carabao Cup. But, um, yeah, they've been on fire. Bruno Bruno Gomares, red card in the Carabao Cup. Straight yeah. red cards carry over, so he will be suspended for this game. 
Um, so that'll be interesting. And Newcastle bring in Anthony Gordon. Weird signing, very strange signing. I didn't really get that one. Did you? I thought it was Newcastle playing cheap and just trying to get a little, like a little quick snap steal. Um, yeah. I don't just deepening the bench a little bit. I did see a rumor earlier today about Newcastle trying to get linked up with Jude, trying to get in the Jude race. So yeah. shout out to them if they're trying to make big moves like that. I can Might always as well try, try right? Why not? Respect you got it. the money. Absolutely. Respect it, especially if just the same argument that you just posed really well for Liverpool to not get Jude, Newcastle can make a strong argument that that's a good reason why they can get him. So yep. it'll be interesting, League. yeah, to, to see how that works. Um, I'd love uh, Jude wants new uh, uh, Champions League, that's for sure. Uh, with with this game, dude, I, I got I got Newcastle showing their stuff just a little bit more, and I think this one's going to be a lot more offensive than anything. West Ham. I don't know what's going to get them out of their out of their groove, dude. Uh, I don't know if it's the system. I will say they they seem to play a little bit more. Well, their last bit of results. I, I did find myself looking at. I think a game well, they, or two. They won, in the, they won in the FA Cup, right? They had an easy draw, and then they won two nothing against Everton. But if you watch that game, they didn't really play that well against Everton. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched that game. I thought it would be a better game, relegation scrap kind of game with shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they didn't look that good. So, And I didn't watch the FA Cup game at all. I know they won. I know Bowen got a goal. Um, and I will be taking him. I'm riding the Bowen hot streak. Hey, yo. Jared Bowen is going to score for a third game in a row. I will take him as my goal scorer. But West Ham will lose this game. I'm going to say it's going to be two to one. That's a great shout. Uh, I'll take it a step further because I, th- I did say it's going to be a little bit of an offensive uh, push. I'm going to go three nothing Newcastle. Yeah. 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 It should be an interesting one, though. I, I... Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be. Well, Newcastle just make it interesting because they play such shithouse football. So yeah, I was waiting. It could for be it. A, a fight breaking <laughs> out. It could be an elbow to the face. There could be, you know, a referee getting getting surrounded by Newcastle guys. There's going to be yeah. a bunch of fat, unhealthy people in the stands with their shirts off. <laughs> I don't know why Newcastle fans are so fat and unhealthy. If anybody can expl- explain that to me, but every time they pan this to the crowd, everybody's Dang. overweight. <laughs> Everybody's overweight. It's very true. Uh, And they all have their shirts off. So I don't know what's going on in Newcastle. If they're just shipping people (laughs) up to North England, the unhealthy. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, Uh, it'll be a good game. Next uh, Sunday's slate gets kicked off at 9 a.m. Eastern American time. Nottingham Forest against Leeds. Interesting game. I actually think this is a good game. Nottingham Forest. Still spending money. Spent a shitload in the summer. Bringing in Navas. Very ambitious of them. I like that move. Um, Real Madrid goalie. um, Wasn't playing. Wasn't getting time. Nottingham Forest, bring them in. Solid ambition. I I applaud their ambition and the way that they're going for it. Um, If only Everton or teams like that had a little bit of that. You know, they might not be in 19th place. Exactly right. Yeah. What'd you think of that Navas move? Um, Strangely enough, as bad as Forrest started, they are in 13th place. 
mm-hmm. playing better. So, you know, you, you start piling up some wins early in the second half, you can get yourself out of that relegation scrap completely. So, um, and, and another move, Leeds, Weston McKinney, our, our American yeah. boy, goes to Leeds on a loan with an option to buy, reunited with Tyler Adams and Aronson. So what do you think of these moves from both squads? Uh, I'm, I agree with the applauding of Leeds, or I'm sorry, Forrest, for being able to go out and try to get Kaylor Navez. You get yourself a quality keeper. I'm not sure what PSG were thinking in letting him go. Um, what is going on with that? I mean, you're backing Donnarumma. You're getting it's the French league. So I get it. You're not really maybe wanting to do a farmer's league, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's forest have been able to attract players that I've kind of scratched my head and wondered what yeah. are they doing there in the first place? A lot of teams in fairness to forest, a lot of teams have kind of done that recently for me, where I've kind of been thinking these last few windows, I think that player is better quality. Why is he choosing that club? But whatever that, this is my perspective leads with the American uh, movement. Love every bit of it. Pulisic next year, dude. That would be next level. <laughs> that That'd would be funny. Be, I love it. It would be funny, and it would also be just a too. It's just a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he needs to go back to Dortmund. He needs to find himself a familiar place and get himself into a groove where he's seeing quality ball again and playing quality minutes and all of that. I don't think um, even Chelsea going back to Chelsea next year would be ideal for him. Um. Uh, did you okay? So two things about the the novice thing. One, did they get him just to basically say, "All right, so now guys, you can't say it's not because we have a shit keeper." And two, is he gonna wear a hat? Because like, like, uh, I, I, I need to know. I hope so. That would be, That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, I hope so. I really hope so. And then, yeah, the, the McKenney move was interesting. Uh, sure is a fair midfield a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how he does in the Prem. Definitely interesting to see how he transitions from Juventus over to uh, the Premier League. Uh, but, yeah, I like that they're, you know, he's going to be playing with Adams. I'm sure he's happy. Saw pictures mm-hmm. of them already. Adams greeting him at the press conference. And, uh, yeah, nice little American movement over at Leeds United. Yep. I love every bit of it. I'll be rooting for him every time uh, yep. unless they play City. So what are you thinking for this game? You're going to be rooting for them, but they're on the road. Forrest has been decent on the road uh, at home. Even when they were bad, they were getting wins at home or, yeah. or at least results, draws. Um, what are you thinking here? Familiarity wins, attacking wins, and I feel like Leeds have shown more, more all year. Now mm-hmm. it's a new second half. Don't know if Weston's going to see any playing time. Maybe he'll start, maybe not. I, I don't know. I can't speak intelligently to that squad but what i do know is leads are going to be going for it and it'll be three to one leads um yeah that's what I, that's a, that's the score line oh, i'm going three with. to one yes sir novice spilling a couple in the net was, was an embarrassing premier league debut that would be hilarious <laughs> now that i think about it holy shit uh this, I, I think this is going to be a fun game i think there's going to be goals in this game but this one for me has draw written all over it all over this motherfucker. Draw Dude, that's a everywhere. Good two to two. Yeah. Two to two. Is our boy McKinney starting or he's going to be a, that's 30 minute cameo in his first game? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what he's been doing out there with Juventus. If he's been playing a lot with UV, I don't think Jesse's going to do it to him. Yeah, Uncle Jesse. 
Yeah, they'll ease him into it. Something tells me Uncle Jesse's probably not. He may not even see action, to be honest with you. Um, Maybe like a 10-minute cameo just to get him on the on, on the pitch. Yeah, just get the get the feel, get the vibe for it, see what the run-in's like in the prem. Um, yeah, the 2-2 two to two, the two to two draw is probably the best shout. This feels this, like such a draw, dude. It does. It really, <laughs> really does now that I think about it. Feel like such a draw. I think it'll be a fun game. I think it's gonna be a very open game. Like yes, you know, exactly. Very open game. Leeds play an open style. Yep. Forest at home play a very open style as well. So yep. yeah, I think this will be a fun one. I'll be excited for it. It'll be a nice little appetizer mm-hmm. for the main event Sunday and probably the best game of the weekend if we're if we're being honest. Yeah, I think it is the best game of the weekend. Could be. United Palace could be fun. You got to be in a 2-2 yeah. draw, Chelsea so I think Fulham, that could be fun. Solid game. United no. Palace, solid game. But for me, this is my best game of the weekend. Okay. Uh, Spurs at home against Man City. You've said it a million times. It's been a tough place for Spurs to go. I think you have, haven't had much success at, uh, on the road at Tottenham. So yep. go ahead. This is your team. You speak for it. Break this <sighs> one down. Know. Brian, I don't even know what the, who's playing, what's going to happen, who's on the roster. What do, do I have to be banking on so much right now? And here, here's my hope and my mentality going into this. We're going to see Rico Lewis. We're going to see Nathan Ake. We're going to see Erling Holland. We're going to see Kevin De Bruyne. So Walker on the bench again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be fit for Champions League. Um, he's going to be looking into a bigger February. Uh, we could see half and half. I think there could be a potential for if we have a tremendous first half to bring on Kyle Walker. Um, we're playing we're whatever we see Sunday is going to be completely different from what we are going to be doing moving forward because of the fact and we've already noted it with the three back formation that Tottenham do um, and, and how they play. Uh We've recently slapped them, so and we slapped them in a situation where we came back after going down two nil on some shit goals, but nevertheless, yeah. you know we we went down. Yeah, for sure. Um, everything at City right now is asshole tight. Yeah. Everyone's butt cheeks are super clenched. Weird vibes. Weird, weird vibes, and right now there's nothing better than bringing it all back together and bringing camaraderie back to the winning side. Um, I trust that more than what Tottenham have going. If we, if this was another team, I'd be very, very scared. If this was like, say, a Liverpool, I feel like Liverpool smell blood. They're going to go ahead and reincarnate kind of what I saw Tottenham was early this year. I've let go of this Tottenham fear after we kind of did the comeback on them. The comeback on them really showed me we've put those nightmares to bed. Like now that's really the comeback solidified. We are way better than them. Now it's more of a, I don't think we're going to drop the ball like we did on the first half against them last time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're going to see a potential one nothing, maybe even a 1-1 at the half. Uh, but then I think City will show their stuff in the second half. That first goal, I think it's going to be so important. For the second half or in the game? In the game period. That first goal for City is going to be a huge mentality. Just, okay, we can do it. Fuck it. There's no dumb stigma about us not being able to score here. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm going with. I'm going... (sighs) Tottenham are going to get some shit again. And I have to think that we're going to be 
defensively more sound. They're only going to score one goal on us. Okay. And I think City I think City are going to score three. So what's up with John Stones? Because he got hurt in the FA Cup. Hurt. He's out. Yeah, Don't you think probably. that's a big loss? Well, who's playing in his, his, his place? Probably Akanji or okay. Ruben Diaz if he's healthy. We know that Nathan Ake and we know that um, uh, Rico Lewis are probably going to start. Yeah, Those Kanji's been great on the left. I don't see him changing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stones is a big loss. I think he's been your most consistent defender, even though he's been injured. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you said you're not you're not that worried because Tottenham's, you know, not that great right now. But can I try and worry you a little bit? Oh, yeah, please. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. New signings. Tottenham fans have been on the board. They bring in Dan Juma. They bring in Pedro Poro. Stadium is going to be rocking. They've had success over City. The atmosphere turned up a little bit. Sure. Two, Antonio Conte just had gallbladder surgery. He won't little, be there. A little rally around Antonio Conte from the Tottenham Hotspur wow. player. Let's right. win this one for Conte. Let's win it wow. for Conte. A little, yeah. you know, these players take on anything they can. Hey, this is our manager who got us in Champions League. This is this is our guy. He's done a lot for us. I know he stabs us in the back in press conferences, but this is <laughs> this is a world class manager. He he's been there for us when we needed him when we weren't that good. He got us he got us where we needed last season in a short amount uh-huh. of time. Gallbladder surgery. He's gonna be watching from his hospital bed. Let's do this for Conte. A little rally around Conte. Is he going to be up at the top box seats in the hospital bed like that like, famous uh, college yeah. coach did, uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze? <laughs> and he just gave up the if thumbs he, up. If he is, then you guys are in trouble. It's going to be like 7 he, nothing. <laughs> oh, it's 7 nothing. We're getting slapped, and there's like three injuries that are like season-ending. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that, the atmosphere, Danjuma, yeah. Danjuma yeah. scares me. I will acknowledge the, score, hey, the goal scoring. You know, Conte's oh. a little rigid. This this interim manager. Yeah. What if he says, "Fuck it, let's play Poro." Fuck it, Son, you're benched. Richarlison, get on the left. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, but Son's been terrible. Son has been terrible. I know he plays good against City, but he didn't play good against you guys. None of those no, goals uh, two weeks ago were well, those two fluky goals. None of them were because of Son. He played terrible in that game. So yeah, listen, I, I don't know which way to lean. I don't know which way to lean in this one, but. I, I'm just trying to think of reasons why Spurs would play better than their normal, you know, crap tactics. And you convinced um, me. Yeah, it, I think, and I think there's going to be something behind that because wow. you know they've they've last game I watched, uh, I, I can't remember which Tottenham game it was. It was either FA Cup or the one before that. You had the fans chanting, "We want Levy out," say "We want Levy out," and yeah. you know all kinds of shit against them. And then two signings since then. Playing at home with first game with both signings available. And, you know, like I said, Conte, they'll probably do a little thing. Oh, Conte's watching from home. Oh, yeah, let's win it for Conte. Antonio, Antonio. So I'm just trying to see why there might be a little extra pep in the Tottenham Hotspur step. All that to say this I'm picking two draws on Sunday. Holy shit. And both will be two to two. Nice. I have two Tottenham Hotspurs, two, Man City, two. And I have Harry Kane scoring. Feels inevitable. Uh, so I changed it up a little bit. 
You talked me out a little bit. I, I gotta I gotta come Yo, to What's your original score? I think I had three to one city. Yeah. I think three to one. So you're going two one. It. No, I'm going four to one city. <laughs> We're slapping the fuck out of these guys. Here's it. how <laughs> here's how this is happening. The notion that the FIFA gods are going to allow us to get a draw or a loss immediately letting go of a cancer of a situation like Jao Cancelo and allowing Pep, any manager for that matter, where it's the middle school eighth grade manager or whether it's the JV varsity manager or if it's Brad Pencil trying to get himself another state championship win. Coach the, manager, the manager who makes the move to do right by addition, by subtraction, by getting out a temperamental, attitude-like player, good, great Horrible, pathetic, first player off your bench, best scorer, best defender, does not matter. Your role does not matter when you're not cultured enough to play with the fucking team. If the FIFA gods let us fall immediately after the game like that, then it's fraudulent. We don't even, it's not even a title race anymore. I'm fucking confused. And for every podcast we do moving forward, I will be having a new transfer window detailed segment because I will not be talking Get about em. City and anything like that. We are going to be just fine. We're slapping these fucking fools, these crooks. Daniel Levy deserves no bit of success by being a cheap bastard and getting his victory. <laughs> the only trophy that man gets this year is the fact that Beyonce is coming through his goddamn shit fucking stadium. So that is the win that he gets. That is the trophy that he gets to hang. And winning... Beating City is not it this year. And he's already lost to fucking Tottenham or Arsenal twice, so he doesn't get a chance to say that he gets to be I beat the I beat uh, the Premier League champions this year. We did well. That's a good season. Because he always fucking says it. The last two years he said it in a row, that bastard. So fuck that man. Fuck that club. I change it. It's four to one. We're slapping their asses. I hope I get a hospital bed Conte sighting. I hope I do. I think it's gonna happen. It probably will, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. And he'll do a little video or something in the locker room, and they'll probably show him on the on the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, with so, subtitles, of course. Yeah, maybe Beyonce will be bedside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, all right. I, I thought I was turning you for the negative, but you went you went full force. I love it. Yeah, I fucking. Love and I'm it. and I'm going with the one guy that I know will score for us, put it away for us. In all these years that I've needed him, he'll show up for this one. And that's mm -hmm. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Kevin De Bruyne will score for us. And that, you, you picked three, right? So recap yeah. our three goal scorers. Yes, sir. And it's going to be tight real quick. I did some homework, kind of came prepared tonight. Mm -hmm. 129 points to 125 points. Brian, you are down I'm coming four back. I was points. down six. So you, yeah, I'm, coming, I'm sneaking you back. You are all week the way week. fucking back. Bullseyes, draws, you are killing it with the bullseyes lately. So, our points you have, or our goal scorers, you have Odegaard, you have Bowen for West Ham, and you have Harry Kane scoring for Tottenham. I have, I'm going with the two newbies, Muldrick and Gakpo, and then I'm going with Sir Kevin De Bruyne himself. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man. Stoked for this weekend. It should be a good one. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a very good game um, coming up for sure. Definitely going to be a good game. Any other games around the other leagues that are interesting? Let's look at the um, La Liga schedule, League One schedule, Bundesliga schedule, Serie A schedules. Um, we'll there might some be some Serie A action. And then we got one Champions League coming back like two weeks from now, right? 
Mm. Isn't it going to be fun next year when you're all up about that I shit? Wait. I can't wait. Uh, so on Saturday, nothing really with La Liga. Atletico play Catafe and PSG will play Tui. Um, Madrid play on Sunday. Uh, Mallorca. Milan Derby Sunday. Yes. Right after after the Man City Tottenham game. Yes. And you do have Barcelona and Sevilla, which is always typically a good game, too. Yes. Damn. The Milan Derby on Sunday should be dope. Yes. That should be very good. Um, What's going on in the Bundes? Shit. Wolfsburg plays Byron, I think, on Sunday. Same time City play. Yeah, I won't be watching that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> League One, what's my, what's my guy uh, Balogun doing? So what's what's this thing about? Let's let's end it with this. What's this thing about Balogun? They're trying to get him to turn USA. Yeah, yeah. Forlorn. <laughs> that dude is killing it, dude. Yeah. That would be it's sick. Ins- I mean, if they can land a, a top striker like that, Balogun, he's, he's playing at Reims now in um, mm-hmm. the French League, Arsenal, Loney, uh, and he's the leading scorer in the French League right now. 14 goals, one of the highest scorers in all of Europe. You know, you got yep. uh, Hallen, Kane. There's another guy with a lot of goals. I can't remember who it was. And then Balogun's fourth. So yeah. impressive uh, loan spell for him. And it'll be interesting to see what Arsenal does with him next year. Have you seen? Yeah, great problems to have. Great problems Mm -hmm. to have with Arsenal. See if you can kind of float him out there, see what offers you get. Maybe thinking about bringing him in yourself. I mean, you have so many options. Even keep him, loan him back out for some more money. Um, You you got some real good options. I love to see clubs successful have good problems like this because it speaks to a structure that's bigger than just the 25 that they have on the roster there. Exactly. That they're expanding the the assets and the ability of what they have in front of them. So mm-hmm. credit to Arsenal for being able to do that scouting and, and, and have that development and loan them out to the guy who, and this is a great segue, have you learned about this manager? Who? Uh, the Reigns manager. I heard something I about him. Yeah, I, I say it though up and coming guy yeah english that's what they were saying oh i'm sorry uh uh, belgian grew up in belgium all his life Uh um decided to do uh, university in england for football coaching and football teaching moved up the ranks and had an opportunity and this guy was quoted as saying, like, four or five years ago, I was playing football manager, and now I'm over here trying to get my players to stop some of the best in the world, like Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. Like, the dude has had a huge, yeah. like, come up and That's rise sick. because of his honesty um, and his youthfulness. Um, they're really, they really have something going on over there. I look to that guy to possibly kind of get some upgrades and get some promotions and could be one of those. Ne- I like to see young, great coaches. Like yeah. I li- like, I don't like Barcelona, but I like the concept of Javi being good. Like, I got to admit that, like, I don't know if it's with Barcelona, but like, I like the idea of him being a, a good manager one day. Mikel Arteta. I love the concept of Mikel Arteta being a great manager one day. Yes. He came to city, but because he was a former player, like exactly. those are always ideal situations. I'm just kind of privy to those. I favor those. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this guy kind of pans out and, uh, Great problems for Arsenal, man. Great problems. Seriously. This is a change for a club. They're serious. 
they're going to be more fierce than Liverpool these upcoming years for for hopefully what I think is going to be a, a powerhouse with them and City because I mean you got to know City are going to be coming back in this summer window with some huge huge changes to this club and to these to to, to the additions sure. that Pep has kind of hinted towards to kind yeah. of just be able to compete with what Arsenal are doing. This summer um, window is going to be insane. Crazy, absolutely insane. Because Man United's yeah. going to go for it. City's going to go for it. Liverpool yeah. has to do something. Chelsea. Yeah. Don't even talk, but you know that what's going to happen with them. You so, think? Because yeah. Potter came out and said they're going to be quiet these next window. He says something along the lines of, "You can't imagine we're going to keep up this pace uh, yeah, each window." Probably. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I but they got to. They. I will say this: You're right. They're going to be active because I think they know with them having a fucked up season and not doing anything much <laughs> from the here on out, they're going to have to have some outs to match what they've brought in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're still going to go for Declan. I think Rice wants to play Champions League football, so I yeah. think they won't get that, and that'll be advantage Arsenal um, yeah. for sure. So, But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Definitely be interesting. But, yeah, we got some good games this weekend, and we'll come back Monday and talk about them. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Episode 129, Premier Pep Talk Podcast. We out, bitch. Peace. Later.